Second Chronicles chapter 15. Starting at verse 1, you will find these words. Now the Spirit of God came upon Azariah, the son of Oded. And he went out to meet Asa and said to him, Hear me, Asa, and all Judah and Benjamin. The Lord is with you while you are with him. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. For a long time, Israel has been without the true God, without a teaching priest, and without law. And when in their trouble they turned to the Lord God of Israel and sought him, he was found by them. And in those times there was no peace to the one who went out nor to the one who came in, but great turmoil was on all the inhabitants of the lands. So nation was destroyed by nation and city by city. For God troubled them with every adversity. But you be strong and do not let your hands be weak, for your work shall be rewarded. We're going to add verse 8 this time and say, And when Asa heard these words and the prophecy of Oded, the prophet, he took courage and removed the abominable idols from all the land of Judah and Benjamin and from the cities which he had taken in the mountains of Ephraim. And he restored the altar of the Lord that was before the vestibule of the Lord. Amen. I want to talk to you today from the thought, the church of the missing God, part two. The Church of the Missing God, Part 2. This particular passage of Scripture seems so appropriate for our times as well as the times of King Asa. Mm -hmm. Our land is in unrest. Amen. And if the truth be known, we've got trouble Worldwide. Amen. When we look at our text, as from last week, we realize that Israel is in trouble. Israel has unrest. Israel has turmoil. Israel has violence all around. And the text tells us why there was this problem. We find in verse 3 that for a long time, Israel has been without the true God. On last week, we realized that it says that they were without the true God. It does not say that they were without religion. Amen. They were still going to the temple. They were still sacrificing, but they were sacrificing without the Lord. See, that's a scary situation to be in, that when you are doing the things of God without God, amen, the things you are doing are not of any value at all. And I believe today, amen, that there are folks 
going in and out of churches. Amen. They're going in on Wednesdays coming out and going in on Sundays coming out, but yet they're going in and out and the Lord is not with them. And that's a sad state of affairs, amen, when you are doing something of God and God is not with you. I believe today that Satan is being very deceptive in some locations to begin to let people believe that their congregations have the Lord because they've got a lot of fanfare. Amen. They may have a big dramatic or a big theatrical department. They may have a whole lot of things going on. Amen. But folks can have a lot of things going on in their name, but not in the name of the Lord. I, I want to let you know that the number of folks does not determine the presence of the Lord. Amen. There can be thousands upon thousands of people in a place, but no God. Amen. But God said, well, there's two or three gathered together in his name, then he will be in their midst. Amen. Amen. So it don't take a lot of folks, but it takes some true worshipers. The Bible says that that he told that woman at the well, he said, you ain't going to be worshiping like you once did. Amen. But God will be, his worship will be in spirit and in truth. Amen. You got to know the Lord to worship the Lord. See, some folks are trying to do God's work without seeing God. Amen. Israel now is in a predicament. Amen. Amen. Their kings have become corrupt. Amen. Starting with Rehoboam. Amen. Because Rehoboam would not have solid counsel. He split the kingdom in two. Amen. How many do you know that a bad leader can split a church? Amen. Can tear a church to pieces. Amen. Because God puts a lot of responsibility on those leaders. Amen. And when the leaders take for granted that which God has given them and get to thinking themselves too high of themselves and thinking, reading their own clippings, before you know it, there'll be a rail on and have split the church into pieces. Amen. So we look at our text and we realize by this time, amen, the kingdom has been split. Ten of the tribes are in the north, and that's called Israel. And two of the tribes are in the south, and that's called Judah. The tribe of Judah and Benjamin was in the south, but the other ten tribes were in the north. When I looked at this text, I, I got concerned about what was going on. When the Spirit of the Lord, watch this, y'all, when he came to Asa, he did not come to Asa to talk about Judah, but he came to Asa to talk about Israel. He didn't say that Judah was without the true God. He said Israel was. Now, when I began to look at these numbers, I began to realize that only two out of ten, one out of five tribes we're worshiping the true God. Well. Now those are some bad numbers, y'all. Yeah, you telling me only 20% mm-hmm. of all of the tribes of Israel were serving the true God? Mm. I, 
I want us saints of God to think about that for a minute. Could it be that we have those kind of percentages today? Could it be that one out of every five churches in our communities, in our cities, are actually serving the true God? I want us to look at this and realize that we must be careful and we must not take for granted the things of God. We must not forget about who God is and start watching one another. Amen. As we studied in Sunday school, not becoming a diatrophy, not one who started to want his own preeminence, wanting to be the head of himself and not to being under the headship of God. But there's some good news in those numbers because there's at least one out of five. And that one out of five, God's spirit came to a man so that they would be the representation of what church ought to be. Remember he says to Asa, he says, if you seek me, then you'll be found by me. If you forsake me, then I'll forsake you. He's given Asa the prescription for what it means to have God in their midst. And also the prescription of what it means to lose him. Amen. God is a gentleman. I love that so much because God allows us to make the decision first. Brother Wheeler, he allows us to make the decision to forsake him first. And then he forsakes us. Because God is faithful when we are yet faithless. Amen. Amen. And so, so Judah, amen, is here to be the shining light among all the darkness of their sister Israel. And all these tribes that are now without the true God. Amen. But I contend to you that forsaking God is not forsaking in a vacuum. Amen. That just because Israel forsake God, that they would only be the ones who suffer. Amen. Because look at our text. Remember what the text said. It said in verse 6, so nation was destroyed by nation and city by city. For God troubled them with every adversity. We must be careful, saints of God, that our malfeasance as it relates to God can cause turmoil and trouble worldwide. There is a responsibility for the church of God to be what the church ought to be because when the church is not what it ought to be, it affects not only this local congregation, but the churches worldwide and nations worldwide. Could it be that in the United States of America, could it be because the church is not being the church that Ferguson is burnt up? That Baltimore is on fire. Could it be why we're deliberating in the court system whether or not marriage is between a man and a woman or is it between same sex? Could it be these reasons are because the church has forsaken God? Could it be that five out of every six churches have forsaken the Lord? 
Them some bad numbers. Amen. But could it be? Could it be that could it be that even new sign could be part of the problem? Amen. Because we're not above falling into sin. So we must be careful to continue to pray and to continue to have introspectives in our own life to see whether or not we're lined up with the Lord. Because it's easy to become deceived in our own thinking. Jeremiah said it right when he said, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? See, our own hearts can deceive us into believing we're on track and we're all off track. Amen. Amen. But the thing that we have for us that will keep us on track and keep us guided is the word of God. That's why it's so important for saints of God to stay in the word. To continue to meditate on his word as Joshua said, day and night. Because it's the word of God that is the sergeant in arms of our hearts. It's the sergeant of arms to keep our soul on the narrow way. Amen. But I believe that Israel had forsaken the study of the word. Because if you look at the text, amen, what we see is in verse 3, they were without law. Amen, amen. They put their Bibles in the corner and they were collecting dust. They had decided that they were going to do things their way instead of doing them God's way. He said, if you forsake me, then I'll forsake you. So could it be that we have forsook the Lord? In our, in, our, in our walk of life, in our busyness, in the things that we have put on our place, we have put other things in front of God and put God on the shelf to collect dust? Have we decided that grace has become a license for sin? Have we said, well, God knows my heart and, and I, I, I'm going to do this right here, but God will forgive me. Amen. Amen. As I say so many times, and I want to give quote to Sister Butler, is that when you choose the sin, you don't choose the consequence. Amen. 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 So could it be that doing this grace dispensation, because God's not opening up the earth and swallowing folks like he did the sons of Korah, could it be that he's not burning up priests like he did the priests of Aaron and the sons of Eli? Could it be that we have taken God lightly. And we're seeing the ill effects of the church not being the church. The church of the missing God. There was no peace. Amen. Whether they came in or they went out. That's personal unrest. Some of God's people, some of the folks who name the name of Christ don't have no peace. They don't have a peace in their homes. They don't have peace on their jobs. They don't have peace anywhere because they're out of the will of God. Amen. You know God can be peace in the midst of a storm. But if you're out in a storm without the Lord, you ain't shown up trouble. Amen. Amen. The disciples, when they were out on the Sea of Galilee and the winds were raging and everything, the water was flying up. You know what? They may have gotten scared, but they was all right because the master was on the ship. 
And when the master was awakened, he said to it, he said, peace, be still. But what if you're out in the winds and the waves? What if you're out in the turmoil of life and the Lord has forsaken you because you forsook him? That's a sad state of affairs. But amen, it's a time right now, amen, for the saints to look at each other and to look within themselves and to make sure, amen, that we're on track with the Lord. And if we have gotten off to ask the Lord to forgive us and to restore the fellowship that we need with him. Amen, because there is a great work to be done in the midst of all this trouble and we can't do it on our own. No matter how many degrees, no matter how much education and money we have, it is not enough to deal with a God-sized problem. Somebody might say, Reverend, why did you say a God-sized problem? Well, let's look at the text. When you look in the text in verse 6, it says, So nation was destroyed by nation and city by city for God troubled them with every adversity. What do you do, Deacon Johnson? Most of the time we we look at Satan being our problem and we're rebuking the devourer and saying, you're under my feet, Satan, and and, uh, you don't have no power over me because God has finished the work on the cross. But what do you do, Deacon Johnson, when it's not Satan, but it's God that is troubling you? What do you do when your trouble is not Satan, but your trouble is coming from God? Does it not say in this text, for God troubled them with every adversity? Amen. It puts us in a state to where now we don't have any other place but to look up. Amen. Because our source of trouble is also our source of refuge. And it's God. So God can very well disturb the atmosphere in a nation, in a city, in a church because his people have forsaken him. God says he chases those who he loves. Amen. Amen. God's not interested in his folks going and doing anything. Amen. He will pull out the rod. Amen. He won't spare his rod and spoil his children. Amen. So here is a situation where God is whipping his children. And he's not just whipping his children, but adversity is all over the land to let his folks know that when you sin, your sin does not just affect yourself, but it affects others as well. It can be a national effect. It can be an international effect, according to this tape, because it said nation was against nation. So somebody said, you sin, my little old sin that I did could do this? Yes, because sin is contagious. Amen. That's why the priest had to be sanctified all over again when they touched something unclean. Because sin has a way of soiling not just you, but everybody that gets touched by you. Amen. So it's a spreading contagious thing. And before you know it, mayhem has ensued all over the place. But there is a prescription and there is an answer to this problem. Amen. 
When we look at the text, we see how Asa responded. Asa responded in verse 8, he said, And when Asa heard these words and the prophecy of Oded, the prophet, he took courage. He took courage. He, he determined at that point that he was going to go against the odds. Because now he's going to have to do something that's out of the ordinary for that time. Amen. And let's see what it is. When we look at the text, he says, and he removed the abominable idols from all the land of Judah and Benjamin and from the cities which he had taken in the mountains of Ephraim. And he restored the altar of the Lord that was before the vestibule of the Lord. Now look at this. God's long suffering was such that he still spoke to Judah even in the midst of the very fact that Judah had abominable idols even in their midst. Do you see where Asa, he didn't go to Israel and get their idols. He did it in Judah and Benjamin. Amen. Sometimes God will leave you intact long enough for you to get your business fixed. Amen. He'll give you enough time of settling and comfort for you to get your stuff right. Asa knew that these things were there, but he hadn't done anything about them. Amen. But now the spirit of the Lord was showing him now look at Israel. And also I want to contend to you that Israel didn't get to where they were overnight. It wasn't a, a, a shocking thing that just happened overnight, but it was gradual. Yeah. That's why Dr. Martin Luther King would say to us, if he was still here, as he said, in those years he lived, he said, beware of gradualism. Gradualism is sinister in the way that it works. It's a little thing here and a little thing there. There's a, there's a little sin here, if you will, and a little sin there. All sin are at the same level, but in our sight, sometimes, well, I just did a little something here. But it keeps adding up. And slowly but surely, the water began to boil. Just as in that story that we talk about where the frog was in the water, and the water was a comfortable temperature, but the temperature was turned up slowly. Until before the frog knew it, it was so hot that he couldn't get out. And he was boiled in the pot. That's what gradualism does to the church. It's a gradual thing where we gradually start to do unrighteous deals. We gradually start to lie. And we gradually start to backbite. And before you know it, it's all out assault. It doesn't happen overnight. And that's why you must stay on guard of your hearts. Because it's the little things. I don't know about you, but it starts with the little things. I know in my own life, amen, that I've started with something that seems a, just a little innocent, amen. And, and I can handle it, and I come right up to the edge. But I keep coming up to the edge, and one day I go over. Amen. And then when I go over, now I'm over in there, and I don't want to come out. 
Amen. That's what sin does. That's gradualism. Amen. Be careful. Because Israel didn't get into the state they were in overnight. The text also says, as I come to a close, it says that they were without a teaching priest. Also, it came gradual. I'm sure that Israel, all their priests didn't just disappear like that. But gradually, one by one, maybe 10 by 10, throughout those nations, throughout those tribes, started to dwindle. And I, I give you, in light of that passage, a startlingly startling statistic about our nation. Our nation, starting in about 1998, we're losing somewhere between 1,300 and 1,500 pastors a month. And now they're saying the numbers are closer to 2,000 a month. Where every 3,000 churches are opening, 7,000 are closing. But do we feel that? Do we feel these kind of numbers? Not so much, because there's over 350,000 churches in our nation. So this kind of thing that's going on now is startling numbers, but we don't feel it because it's so large. Amen. And could it be, I'm just saying today, could it be that God is dwindling us so that one day after a long time, he says, and the United States was without a teaching priest. It is time now for the church to be the church. We are in dire straits. It, it is amazing how close we are to some serious persecution. Amen. And I can see it on the horizon. But you know who's going to be able to make it through? It's those who have not forsaken the Lord and who have taken courage. Because it's going to take courage in those days. Amen. Amen. Sister Randall, it's going to take courage to stand for the Lord Amen. when everything and everybody around us Amen. is running the other direction. Amen. There's going to be churches just like there are today that is going to bow the knee to Baal. Amen. They're going to fall in line with what the culture wants them to do, but they will do it without the Lord. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be in a place of comfort and miss God. Because this life is just for what? Little while. Amen. Right now you see me, but I'll be gone. Amen. He said, for the passing pleasures of sin, amen, they were condemned. We don't want to be in that number, saints. We want to make sure that our business is fixed. That our minds is right. That our hearts are tight. Amen. We want to make sure that the word of God has got us in order. So that we can be called out into that faithful number. Who did not bow a knee to Baal. And so as I close in this text. We must look into our lives and find the abominable idols. Because most likely every one of us at least has some kind of thing that at least wants to be an idol if it hadn't already become one. And it's so slippery, that slope, but the word of God will bring it back into focus. Yes, 
That we must look at our lives and see what we hold to be dear to us and find out is any of that holding a place that's above God? Are we forsaking God for some other stuff? Amen. For some other items. It may not be a Buddha sitting on your shelf, but it may be family. It may be cars. It may be houses. It may be jobs. Who knows? But a lot of things can be idols, and we must be careful. Because only what you do for Christ will last. Take courage and pull down those abominable idols. Pull them off of the high places of the hearts of your lives. That you can make sure that you're in line with the Lord. I challenge and encourage the saints of God to look at what the church was in the early church. To look at the first seven chapters of Acts and see how the church operated. Because that's when the church was the church. And let us make sure that New Zion is lining up with what the church ought to be. Amen. That we're functioning in the way that God is pleased. Because at the end of the day, that's all that's going to matter. It's not going to matter about any other thing except that God was pleased. Because in that day, when we have to meet our master, we want him to say, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. Now enter in and I will make you ruler over many. That's what we want to hear. We don't want to hear unprofitable servant. Be cast out into outer darkness where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. Today, saints of God, with a heavy heart, looking at our nation, looking at our world, I am beseeching you all, as well as myself, to make sure and to look at our lives and to make sure we don't have God on the back burner. Because we don't want to end up like Israel. Amen. And more often enough that it also affects the rest of the world. We want to be those change agents that make society better, not worse. Amen. Amen. And at this time, the doors of the church are open. If there is somebody here, for one reason or another, has not gotten their business fixed with Jesus. Has not asked the Lord to forgive them of their sins and to come and live in their heart. Right now is the time to get to know him. In this time of turmoil and in this time of pain, in this time of indecision and unrest, Jesus is still calling your name. God is a God of faithfulness. For he demonstrated his love toward us that while we were yet sinners, he died. Amen. So you can come to the Lord right now because tomorrow is not promised. You must come to the Lord today. Come unto Jesus.
Amen. None came, but there's still plenty of good room. Amen. See? just bless your name again, Master, for another opportunity to give. Lord, thank you for the saints of God here in New Zion, O oh God. Lord, thank you for their desire to do your will, O oh God. Lord, continue to strengthen us, O oh God. Continue to make us better, Lord, than when we first started, O oh God. Lord, that in the end, Lord, we'll be all that you want us to be. Bless this offering, O oh God. Bless the ones who are in, in stewardship to it as well, O oh God. Lord, that it be used for the edification of your kingdom, O oh God. And Lord, in this we give you all the praise and all the glory. These things we ask in the blessed name of Jesus. Amen. 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 